When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm back. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome to There's Always Next Year, podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter, Brian underscore Bassett. With me, as always, are Josh Conrad. You can find it at... Uh, uh, moving too fast. Try it again. All right. Three, two, welcome to There's Always Next Year on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me, as always, are Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad, and Travis Milton, who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. Gentlemen, uh, that was a heartbreaking loss, super close. They had chances at the end of the fourth quarter, and as painful as that loss was, it was still a close game. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about all of it and the, you know, Jekyll and Hyde first and second half and the offensive line and uh, LaFleur and, and all that. But, but Josh, why don't you share a little bit of your perspective you had yesterday as, oh. you know, Braxbarius drops the pass and then, you know, kind of the, you know, the incomplete on the second series to talk about your perspective. Yeah, let me let me be the bringer of hope to the podcast. So um, these these were the losses we wanted. Like, let's remind ourselves we wanted the team to be relevant. 
We've wanted the team to not be in full tank mode, thinking about the draft by week 13. So I'm sitting on the couch, uh, got my boys, my wife's watching with us, um, and just kind of playing with, with our kids and watching the game. And, um, you know, they, they drive down the first time, don't get a touchdown, force, um, you know, force Minnesota, give, give the ball back to Minnesota. Um, they punt, get the ball back, drive yeah, down. Quick again. three and out, right? Oh my god! They use all like, their timeouts. Like it was like, wow, holy crap! That's that was impressive. It was perfect. Yeah, and and then Barrios drops the drops the touchdown pass, and I kind of collapse onto the couch for a second. And my my wife just quickly reminds me. She's like, I know they lost. It's a bummer, but like, remember, like the last couple of years by now, you guys were already <laughs> checked out, and you're already like. <laughs> Commiserating. We were living on tankathon.com. Get, is that what you're saying? Like fireadamgase.com. So she's she's just encouraging me that like, you know, they're they're still a good team and they're building and they're super young and blah blah blah. So begrudgingly was like, I guess so, like kind of like grumpy, but at the same time <laughs> encouraged. And so let me breathe the bringer of hope, Jet fans. This yeah. is still a seven and five football team. We're moving in the right direction. Feels like we're answering questions pretty regularly. I know we've got a lot to discuss today, but don't be so disheartened that that you think like this is the end of anything good. This is the beginning, hopefully, of relevancy, and that that is the first step. Um, don't don't buy Bluth as uh, as Jim Cramer yelled on Arrested <laughs> Development. We're and George buy. Michael. George Michael saying it's happening, isn't it? That's where I feel like we're at. Nothing is awesome, and at the same time, it could be a whole lot worse. Yeah, Travis, how did you feel coming out of this? Same. Mad? Where, where, where are you? Kind I actually of didn't. Day? I actually didn't feel bad. I, I did not feel bad at all. Like normally, after a loss like that, I'm, I'm really, really pissed off. But seeing uh, Mike White go through his own adversity in that game, come back, throw for over 300 yards. You know, having a quarterback that's thrown for over 300 yards in two games, and it hasn't been in garbage time per se. Um seeing the throws that he made, I swear to God, I mean, like that, that fourth down throw to Corey Davis might be the best throw I've seen a Jets mm-hmm. quarterback make in since Vinny Testaverde. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was, was pretty insane. So like I, I came out of it, you know, actually super uh, uh, positive uh, bizarrely. Like I don't believe in moral victories, but uh you know the 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 things that went wrong are actually pretty fixable because it was all, it was predominantly play calling and I can even empathize with that when you've been going for two years you know uh, scheming up gadget plays just to make something happen right. uh, to keep the the team in 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 a game you know it's it's a part of of what you what you do on a regular basis. And and he got a little in his head because he went with gadget plays and they weren't working and they weren't working because the stuff that we're doing well right now is fundamental, like football for the most part. It's, you know, it's letting, uh, letting Mike White stand back and sling it, letting uh, Bam Knight or Michael Carter when he's healthy or, uh, you know, run the football, make one cut, get up field North South. Uh, we're, we're doing the things that a football sh- team should do well and uh I, I think he just overthought everything and got in his own head and was never able to get out so like those things are fixable to me and and everything was super super encouraging outside of the red zone play calling so i i, I came out pretty positive 
Thanks for listening to Play Like a Jet. Just want to remind you that when you go to prizepicks.com or the prizepicks app and you make your first deposit, you can get it matched up to 100 bucks using the promo code PLAJ. The reason why I love prize picks is because you don't play against anybody else. You just play against the prize picks player projections in their daily fantasy matchup. You take two to six players, and if they do better or worse than their prize picks player projection, then you win up to 25 times the amount of money you put in. This past week, one of the players that I was adamant about picking was Garrett Wilson. He way outperformed his prize picks player projection. He had 162 yards. His player projection was 58 yards. I'm going to continue to ride the hot hand and go with Garrett Wilson again this coming Sunday against the Bills as one of my two to six players. Remember, like I said, you don't play against anybody else, just the prize picks player projection. So if Garrett Wilson does better than his prize picks player projection, that would be a big win for you. You don't have to do football, though. You can do baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever you want. It's there at prizepicks.com and the Prize Picks app. And remember, when you make your first deposit, they'll match it up to 100 bucks if you use the promo code PLAJ. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks app and use the promo code PLAJ, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Uh, I guess I, I liked what I saw from Mike White and some of those just rifle arm shots downfield you know they didn't connect there was a couple plays that were you know one step away from from connecting but just to see the the confidence and kind of throwing those balls and taking shots and certainly making you know making some some short you know check down throws too but yeah I mean he the two interceptions I'm not going to hold that against him 
Um, but yeah, he threw 57 passes yesterday. He threw 57 passes. Uh, sadly, only 50, uh, 31 uh, completions. So like his rating does not look good. His QBR does not look good. If you you know go go to any you know box score, um, and uh, you know. Counting stats don't tell the number. Efficiency stats don't tell the whole number. Um, but, you know, I would say on the whole, it was a good game. Uh, he made up for some of the struggles in the first half, uh, in the second half with some plays. But, yeah, just when it really mattered in that last fourth, you know, you know those, those two series at the end of the fourth quarter, um, that was hard to swallow. And I think he had, yeah, you know, in that last series – three like when it was to fourth downs again like um he i think had three incompletions and then the final interception there so you know not not what you want to see when you're right there on the goal line but you know they didn't have any didn't have much choices they uh they couldn't really run the ball at that point because you know they don't have any timeouts um but I think the thing that's frustrating for me, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. And I think they, they battled back and played well and the defense ended up playing well, but yeah, that still doesn't excuse, you know, just a very sleepy first half from the team on both offense and defense, right? Like I think, you know, there was just a lot, you can't trade field goals for, you know, occasional touchdowns and you know, expect to just, you know, win against a team that is better than you. And then, you know, finally, when they did kind of wake up for the second half, you know, that was great. But, you know, that's what they were playing and the energy we saw in the second half. Like we saw that last week. We saw that, you know, in in, in kind of, uh, you know, previous previous times and just they didn't show up on time. And you can't you can't give a team a half uh, and then, you know, expect to win against a uh, now 10 and two team. Right. 10 and two. Um, so so th- that was really hard. Um, really really hard third downs were brutal three of 16 on third downs so um so yeah so let's uh let's talk a little bit about things i, I want to talk about michael floor um he seems to be a very popular trending topic on twitter um i was okay I'll, I'll say one good thing first which is i don't think there was a single carousel play yesterday did you guys see a carousel play i might be wrong mm. But, you know, I called carousels. It's the ones where the guy like Barrios is like coming in or Garrett White, uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, excuse me. And then he like flips around the quarterback and then heads back out. Like, I don't think I saw a single one of those, but I, I mean, I was paying pretty close attention, but I was doing other stuff too at times. So did like, so that was one good thing. I hate those plays. I absolutely hate mm-hmm. those plays, but I feel like for what he, uh, what he didn't do in carousel plays, he added in like annoying jet sweeps and mm-hmm. just, and then some of the calls like Josh and I were talking before you hopped on Travis, like this, the series where they were really close, like the Zonovan night series, like where he had the two runs and then you're in third and fourth down and you have to throw it in that situation. Like after you don't get over the goal line on the first two, like, I don't know. How do you feel about LaFleur's play calling? Is it, you know, is it LaFleur? Is it the team he has? Like, uh, Josh, I'm curious what you think about about the offensive coordinator and his role in this win or loss. Yeah, I think I think there's plenty of both to be said um, for LaFleur putting Mike White in situations where he could get the ball to guys like Garrett Wilson all afternoon, um, Corey Davis, like some, some shots to, to, to Denzel Mims, like, Elijah Moore, like there, there were certainly shots that we, he was 
putting Mike White in the position to either win or lose that game. Um, and if, if we're being honest, like even, even the couple of turnovers, you know, the one at the end is definitely like a desperation one, but the, the early interception, you know, bounces and, you know, guys, guys weren't really making plays. There's one where Conklin had one, I think go off his chest and that could have been intercepted. And so there's a lot of credit to be given, um, to LaFleur for putting, putting the team in a position to make plays. Um, they couldn't make enough of them. Um, and on the other side, mm. There's, there's a lot of passes to the flat. There's a lot of really drawn out, you know, um, running plays that just take way too long, like the very long run it out almost to the corner and then hopefully cut back in. And the defense has so much time, um, to get out there and, and hold that edge and force the guy into a maybe one or two yard gain. Those are the, dr- those are the runs that drive me nuts. Like keep everything between the tackles with a guy like Zonovan Knight. He's going to bounce off contact anyway. Um, he averaged, I think, four and a half yards after contact yesterday, which is insane. Um, and so like not, not reacting to the team you have, a guy like Van Knight who's gonna, who's gonna, you know, on, on running plays and on running downs, you know, predictable rushing, rushing downs that you're gonna have. Um, felt like the play calling specifically wasn't fitting what was working. Um, mm-hmm. we didn't do enough of what was working and we did just enough of what wasn't working to, run the clock down um, and to kill drives, especially at the end, those two, those two first and second down rushes, um, you know, just did not make a ton of sense to me um, on the first, on the first uh, goal line goal to go situation mm-hmm. we were in, in the fourth quarter. Um, and then the second one with the, I mean, he gets drop, the three so. yards and that's fine. And that puts mm-hmm. them on their heels. I- I'm fine with that one. It was the second one where it's like now throw the ball to yes. get them kind of like softened a little bit so that you can run it on third or fourth, but then right. you run it twice and you don't get it twice. And now you're now forced you have in a situation. Yeah. You kind of have to pass because yep. they're going to pin their ear. They're going to be blitzing or you're bringing an extra man or something anyway. So, you know, running into the teeth of that, not smart. So I, yeah, I, it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating. And I guess, you know, credit, credit the Vikings defense a little bit. They got stopped when yeah. they needed to. Like they, that's they, true. Harrison yeah, I mean, Ed Donatel is a great, yeah, he's yeah. a great defensive coordinator. He's been around a million years. Totally. I mean, he was with the Jets uh, a long time ago. Um, yeah, he he did a good job, and yeah, he's kind of that bendo break style. Uh, Travis, what did you think about kind of the the interaction of play calling and personnel and uh, and some of that yesterday? Fant played much better than Max Mitchell did. Uh, I was actually very surprised how how poorly Max was playing, especially mm-hmm. in. Uh, Actually, both run and pass uh, pass blocking. Uh, but Fant came in. Fant really kind of stabilized the line. Um, you know, I, I, I might be a little off mark. I might have fucking Christmas spirit. I don't know, but I'm 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 overly <laughs> positive and almost even slightly well, kind of forgiving. Like I've, I've I was, and I might be rationalizing. Who the hell knows? But I was thinking through like the play calling and stuff like that, and. Uh, we we forget like Mike Mike Lafleur is still a very young uh, offensive coordinator, and he has not had a very stable set group of starters of of it, at, at any point. That's true at any position, right? Yeah, his position, and he's always right. been having to scheme the offense around the weaknesses. And I kind of alluded to this in, in the beginning, and you know, I, I think he's just now starting to get into figuring out how to utilize the people that he has. It's, it's, it's not that different than, uh, 
you know, we, we've made this, this metaphor for Zach Wilson many times, but getting that freaking Ferrari and mm. not knowing how to get it into first gear. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think now that he's got the players and because uh, you know, we, we outgained them almost double the yards offensively. Uh, but it was just, and, and the Barrios thing wasn't LeFleur's fault, but blocking was a little iffy at points. There was a, a couple points, and this is nitpicky on on Mike White, like of, of open receivers. There was stupid little ticky tack mistakes of you know Elijah Moore not dragging his fucking foot. Like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not all on the floor. There were there were plays left on the field, but it, when when it comes down to the red zone scheming, it was utterly predictable, utterly horrendous, and. uh Again, just just too gadgety. It, we we've we've got the players to actually just play some hard nosed football there, if we want to. Um, and yeah, I mean, and they had, we've got the players to do all the things that you would normally do in a red zone situation. But he he gets cute and works himself out of it. Yeah, I mean, and and to kind of talk about Max Mitchell, like I don't know if he was dealing with an injury or something, but right, you also have you know Daniil Hunter. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 Harrison Smith and a bunch of players that were kind of coming on that side of the line. Um, uh, Dalton Tomlinson, there were, there were a number of players who kind of pressure from the right side was problematic. Um, and, and they were, they were kind of making a point of rushing that particular side of the line. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and they just, they found something and they just kind of kept taking advantage of it. And I, I do think, as you say, you know, Fant certainly stabilized the situation for the second half. And yeah, they had more, um, you know, more success in the second half of kind of sustained success. But, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, I, I, yeah, it's like, it's not from what I'm seeing, I'm not like, you know, Adam Gase, Brian Schottenheimer level, like, you know, annoyed, but yeah, there it's more like, Oh, that little thing annoys me. Or why would you call that play there? That kind of thing, but not like, this is a system like a systemic problem and they just don't understand how to use players. Right. I think LaFleur to his credit tries to use what he has uh, kind of, you know, build it all kind of together, uh, you know, make, make it work. And, you know, right. Not like, you know, in the Adam Gase offense, Ooh. it had to be <laughs> basically Sorry. players had set roles and they mm-hmm. and you knew that what they were going to do and where the ball was going to go and you know we use this player in this way and it was just you know awful. So I, I don't feel that way about this group at all. I I feel right to your point, Travis. You make a good point. Like maybe more than anything, he's learning how to use his players or kind of what their skills or weaknesses are in game. Right? You don't really get to see that until you're no, because in game, of- and it's been yeah. Elijah Moore is out, and then Corey Davis is out, and then you know, right? Uh, you know, the running back is you know out. Now we got a new running back, and now uh oh, that running back's injured. Now we need a new running back, and right, the line has just been a you know, carousel all year. So and so many of these players are so young and are progressing at a rate way quicker than I think we expected. And the coaching staff has even admitted like expected, like there there are players exceeding expectations and abilities where, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got these schemes in place where, you know, Hey, we, we've got an undrafted running back that we're trying to throw in here that might, you know, 
add a little bit of juice. Holy shit, that guy's actually fucking really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, was that a one-game fluke? Do we plan on, you know, trying to, to ride that horse? Or how do we do that? Uh, yeah. You know, Michael Carter's down. James Robinson has a similar skill set. Do we throw him in there and do that? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, man, he's actually, he's actually dog shit. <laughs> uh, Josh, I have a question for you. Do you yes. feel like if Zach Wilson is playing in that game, how does how does mm. the, what is the different is the outcome any different uh, yes. better or worse if Zach Wilson is playing in that game hundred percent um hundred percent because the limitations we saw with Zach like the 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 limited growth we've seen from him is completely juxtaposed with the growth we've seen in Mike White. Um, some of that's adversity. Like I do think that adversity can be a really, really great teacher. It can show you who you are and where you're at. Mike White's been through some stuff. He's had to fight for a long, long time just to make NFL rosters. The Jets have cut him like 67 times. Like that, <laughs> that guy, like has been through some stuff and is confident in his ability and wants to make the best of it. Um, 57 passes is a lot. That's, that's just a lot. Even in today's NFL, um, I think he was put in some positions yesterday that. You know, that fourth, I'm thinking about the fourth and 10 pass. Um, was it Corey Davis? Um, yeah. I think it was Corey Davis. Like the fourth and 10 was just like, like put your balls on the table and let's just absolutely ball out that I have not seen from Zach Wilson in these last couple of years. Um, and so I do think that Mike White um, gave them a better chance to win the game yesterday than Zach would have, especially just where Zach is currently at. Like I, overall skill set abilities like maybe Zach eventually figures it out puts it together is able to is able to string together um, some progress that makes the coaching staff want to play him maybe into next year but right now given given our options I would have taken I would have taken Mike White 10 times out of 10 Mm -hmm. yesterday knowing that maybe some of the limited skill set he has compared to a guy like Zach is is completely overshadowed by his confidence and trusting his guys if he trusts his guys to get into space those guys have rallied around him. They're all wearing Mike White shirts, getting on the plane. Like there is something unique about how that team has responded to him in a way that they were not responding to Zach. And so, um, I, I, I do not place that loss on Mike White's feet at any, any, if anything, you know, it comes down to a couple of play calls. It comes down to a couple of opportunities that guys weren't able to fully step into. Um, Garrett, you know, even Garrett, well, I mean, his, his heel goes out of bounds on that, what we thought was a 70 yard touchdown. Barrios. Yeah. Barely bobbles the pass. Both of those plays win the game. Mike White put them in that position. So, no, I, I think it's for the worst if Zach is playing yesterday. You feel the same way, Travis? It would have been 40 to 12. And the only reason we would have had 12 points. Oh, we would have because, won by 28. Yeah, you know, uh, the only reason we would have had 12 points is because uh, that would have been off of the uh, off of uh, four 72-yard field goals. Um I mean, that even record like, record breaking field goals. Did any yeah. of us think that freaking 112 year old uh, beat Joe Lewis in a fight? Greg Zerline uh, has been playing in the NFL since I feel like the Carolina Panthers came into the league. Did anyone on this podcast think that that dude could be out there no. hitting 60 yard field goals that could have made it from freaking 70? They don't I mean, call him Greg the Legs for nothing, my friend. I love right. that guy. I love He's that guy awesome. on our roster. Felt like he could have won the game single-handedly for us, single-leggedly for us yesterday. 
Yeah. I mean, it, I think it proves like a couple things, right? Like just, you know, the, the modern sports medicine is amazing that players like them can play that long. I mean, think about, um, you know, some of the, you know, <laughs> very talked about kickers of the past, you know, Vander Jack and, you know, Sebastian Janikowski and whatever. So like, you know, like those guys were great in their element, but they, you know, they burned bright and not that long, right. Comparatively to some of these other, you know, Robbie gold and, you know, some of these other guys, uh, you know, Vinatieri, you know, certainly he's kind of the, you know, leader of, in the clubhouse for all that stuff. But the, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's that. I think it's right playing inside. And then like, there's just so much to be said for guys who just have the right mindset. And so, right. Like I love veteran kickers who have been there. They've done it a million times. They, they, you know, they've been in worse conditions you know, more, most of their career versus some young hotshot, right? I mean, remember Mike Nugent, right? Dang. Mm. Oh God, we drafted that guy in the second round. What were we doing? Oh God. Anyway, so, so like, you know, I would take the young, I mean, the, the old player who just knows what their business knows their craft every time, just every time. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was so glad to see him have an awesome day yesterday, but yeah, certainly in the face of a loss, not great. Um, okay. We got to talk about the defense. I mean, they were, they were killing Kirk Cousins, uh, yesterday. I'm sure you saw, you know, during the game, him, you know, getting up and wincing and just screaming and going to the sideline. I mean, uh, this defense is not letting up. I mean, I, I, I do. I do think the pressure was great yesterday. I think the tackling and the coverage, uh, not so good. But I also think if we're going to talk about, you know, the coverage, we have to talk about the refs. I am not one that likes to talk about the refs, uh, but certainly like it was, it seemed egregious to me yesterday in the way the refs were calling the game. Travis, did you, I, you were, you were on fire about the refs, were you not? I was pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean the 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 two PIs that we got called for early, and then that that damn freaking Whitehead call um, on Sportsmanlike. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then and then the same shit happens to us to two Garrett Wilson, right? Garrett Wilson yeah. across the middle, and no flag, no nothing. Um, yeah, it it really felt like they had it out for the Jets DBs um, that they came in and had been listening or reading Twitter and listening to all the noise about how everyone says DJ Reed and sauce Gardner hold on every play and blah, blah, blah. And we're ready to freaking uh, call every little tiny thing against the jets, but let, let the, and, and I'm never that person that's like, Oh, you know, even when it, it does, mm-hmm. you know, tilt, like I, I was legitimately like, okay, this, this feels like legit shitty. Like this feels legit. Like they are, are are targeting the Jets' defensive players. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's crazy to look at the actual. I mean, you know, of course some were declined or whatever, but you know, Jets, you know, six for forty, uh, Minnesota three for forty four. I think uh, there was a there was a big one on a pass on a pass interference. I think was most of their their penalty yards. You know, I'm not familiar. Like there are definitely these crews, these like, you know, referee crews that like some of them are just brutal and they will call everything. I don't really, I mean, 
Cleet's been around, Cleet Blakeman's been around for a long time, but I don't really remember him specifically, um, you know, being pretty, uh, like Jerome Boger was like, just every pass interference yes. was always yeah. called oh, by yeah. his crew. So I don't know if that's like what the situation was with Blakeman or right. Like, you know, the way the refs work is, you know, these guys, um, they have lots of conversations with the league office. They're trying to create, <laughs> they're trying to create uniformity from the league office, uh, you know, across all games. It doesn't always, it doesn't happen, but right. I, I do wonder if there has been a, um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see next week. Like we'll see in, in, in the next week game against Buffalo. Like it might come up again there too. Uh, because if, if the league office feels like a team is holding, like they will, like the head official or whatever, right? Like he will tell his crews, like, Hey, you have to watch out for, you know, these situations in these games. And it's not just him, you know, it's not an edict that he passes down to his people. Like it's just, that's how it works. Um, but like throughout the organization, but they will be coached up or kind of told to look out for things. They're always doing that stuff in season out at a season, but right. It might've been a point of emphasis made to that crew. Um, and you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens next week, you know, because if, if it's again, a point of emphasis, like, uh, then someone in the office is saying, you got to watch this kid, um, or these guys, you know, DJ Reed or whatever. So, um, I'm not trying to be conspiratorial. I'm just saying like, those conversations absolutely do happen from the league office to talk about points of emphasis with specific teams. Um, not, not uncommon. Uh, okay. Well, uh, what else do we want to talk about guys? Any other topics for punch out today? We've got the bills coming up. Got the bills. bills. Like must yeah, win now. Second team in a row on 10 days rest. How did we get fucked on that too? Great. That's a great point. Great question. Yeah. Like we got uh, two teams in a row out of this. The Vikings were on 10 days rest, and then we come out of the Vikings game into the Bills on 10 days rest. Yeah. And um, right. I mean, and you know, not only the is it there, and we're on the road for it. <laughs> so that's gonna be awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they they've obviously, you know, beat this team, but like uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Like uh, what's different? Like, what's different about this team than that team? Of course, the quarterback. Um, but yeah, are we fe- are like? I feel like the Bills will be healthier. Uh, they had some some key guys who were out the last time we played. I think Tre'Davious White was out. Um, some others, as I recall, Gabe Davis. I don't. I don't think it, did Gabe Davis play that game. Um, there were yes, there were Gabe no players. Played, yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. So, but they had a number of players that were not healthy. Obviously, Josh Allen got injured during the course of that game, which, you know, is something that's kind of stuck with him over the, the, the weeks after that. So, yeah. So how do we feel about, uh, this team against this Bills team, right? Considering 10 days rest and they're playing in Buffalo this time as opposed to, um, to MetLife. Well, yeah. How how do you look at this this game? And are you worried? Are you feeling confident? Or how are you feeling about it, Josh? I it's 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 different. So the first game certainly felt like we maybe took them by surprise, punched them in the face, and they were maybe a little bit stunned by it. Um, maybe Josh Allen's elbow thing was a bigger deal then. But so so two things: one that's positive for us, one that's probably negative. Um, what's negative for us is that the Bills now don't want to lose twice to the Jets team. Like they don't want to, 
you know, they got to keep winning games. Cincinnati's winning games. Even, you know, KC even losing yesterday, but KC's right there. Like they've got competition at the top of the AFC um, that they're going to have to keep winning games if they want to host playoff games um, in the next in the next month. Um, but this Jets defense is is just it's just so good. Like it does feel like even coming out of yesterday, some ticky tack stuff called against them feels like they're going to leave that game feeling like, man, we were in it. We gave our chance, our offense a chance to win it a couple times. Um, that defense feels like, like Quincy Williams right now, man, that guy feels like he's, he's ascended to a new level. Um, mm-hmm. Quan's making plays. Mosey's making plays. Quinn and Williams, like everybody, everybody seems like they're making plays right now. Um, and so while we're not going to surprise them this time, it does feel like this is a legit path. Um, and also positive for us though, you know, we're not going to sneak up on this, on this Bills team. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to know what's up. Um, the Jets have to win games too. If they want to make the playoffs, like they have, like sitting at seven and five is very precarious in this AFC. So, um, they've, they got to win some games. This feels like a must win if you want to move on, um, confidently knowing we got to play Miami twice still. Um, and hoping still for a split there. It feels like you cannot lose this Bills game and feel any sort of confidence in the last four weeks to win three of those three of those four games. Um, so it does feel like, to me, a little bit of a must win specific to this season, um, which maybe there's a little bit more fire um, for, for Mike LaFleur to really put his best foot forward, for Mike White to tighten up some stuff, for the offensive line to tighten up some stuff. Um, so I am I am hopeful that this will be a one-possession game. Um, that we got a chance at the end again. Felt that all the way through yesterday. Felt like we were going to have a chance at the end. I was wrong. We had two chances at the end. Um, so I do feel confident in that this team's not going to melt. But at the same time, it's must win. And so it is It is definitely nut crunching time um, around Florida <laughs> Park today. Yeah, when you um, yeah, when you look out at the, you know, the league and the, and the AFC specifically, um, you know, the East is, is pretty tight. You've got, you know, Buffalo with nine wins, um, the Patriots with six, uh, in the, in the North, you've got a, a similar tight bunch, but, you know, Baltimore who just lost their quarterback at eight and four, the Bengals eight, and four, and then two, five and seven teams. Uh, the AFC South is a wasteland. Tennessee's leading with, you know, seven wins, but then it's, you know, four, four wins, four wins, one win for the Colts, Jaguars, Texans, respectively. And then a wide range in the West where you've got the Chiefs and then the Chargers, which are kind of nipping at the Jets heels at six and six. The Raiders are, you know, already have seven losses and the Broncos are out of it. So like the Jets are in this. Um, and, but they are behind the Dolphins in the standings, despite the fact that they, beat them right already once um and they're obviously seven and five versus eight and four so so yes you have to get you really you really have to win this game if you if you want a chance at the playoffs like this is so critical um so yeah so they really you're right they really do have to go for it um travis any any thoughts about the the bills game coming up this week you know i actually feel really good about uh the jets chances to be honest uh how how they played against the how they stacked up against the 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 Vikings um again like i'm 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 super hopeful after that even though we lost uh but the bills are down von miller their safety position still sucks um you know even with uh Tredavious white back uh with uh is poyer out now i think is poyer yes out. porter's out yeah. uh then the running game, they still don't have a running game and they're, they are mm-hmm. super turnover prone. Um, 
you know, if, if they can, if, if they can continue to get to the quarterback, if, if Quentin's coming out of this game, still good. Like it was worried about his arm. I know he came back in, but, um, Carl Lawson, I feel like that dude is like the freaking Terminator. That dude went out with like four different knee injuries, was carted off, and still just kept showing up on the freaking field. I thought that was crazy. <laughs> Quinnen, too. My gosh, popped his shoulder, popped, came back in, and I got a sack after that. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. These guys are um, insane. That, that dude's nuts. Um, but I, I, I do like our chances, and I know the team thinks that uh, – and, and is very aware that this is a, a must win. And being able to, to – outgain the, the the Vikings offensively by by double uh, yardage wise almost uh, you know it's very encouraging so I, I actually like our chances will we pull it off I don't know it really really is gonna depend on Mike LaFleur and some of these little things getting cleaned up because that's one thing they don't make a ton of a ton of those kind of mistakes Josh Allen gets a little loose with the ball as we all know but outside mm-hmm. of that like we, we just got to play sound sound football and I think I think if they do and Mike LaFleur cleans up some of the red zone stuff, then we're, we're, we're cooking. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's very interesting, right? Like you, you think about kind of, kind of working back to front, right? The, the Jets defense against their <laughs> offense, right? Stacks up pretty well. You know, the Jets have a good, uh, run defense. Um, the, uh, the, the Bills are, are basically have no identity, uh, running the ball. Uh, this this year, um, most of the yards from the running backs are coming on pass plays, uh, if anything. And or then, uh, right. Or Josh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. <clears throat> and then um, but then, right. You know, they've got a really good you know pass offense, one of the best pass offenses in the league. But the Jets have one of the best pass defenses. So you think by and large, it's going to come down to Josh Allen versus the secondary. Uh, and, you know, Jets have proven, hey, they can you know, they can get up for that. And, uh, and, and they were done it once this year. So hopefully they can do it again. Um, the real challenge will come for Mike White. Like this is, you know, the game game against the Vikings was, was a great test. It was an absolute great test for him, but this is the test. This is the defining test for what we have in Mike White or, or, you know, or not now, you know, it's unfair, but like, you know, the, the bills have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and right, they certainly are <clears throat> missing a couple players, but so is every team at this point in the season. Um, so if Mike White can hang with this team, like I, this is the game that I've been waiting for. People are like, you know, I'm getting away Mike White jersey and like make him the quarterback for the next 10 years. And like, let me see this game before I'm even willing to, uh, you know, to commit to someone for two years or whatever. So, so yeah. And, and again, like, it doesn't mean that he has to win this game. It just means he has to play well. I'm just looking for him to play well. I'm looking for him to, you know, you know, get the yards they need on third down um, and, uh, you know, not get destroyed in the pocket because he's not going to be you know, running 40 yards backfield like Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, but what the, game, the, game, the game plan for this, I mean, we can't, 57 pass attempts is not is not the game plan for this game. Like this Probably. is definitely – this is going to be a can Bam Knight can yeah. Bam Knight get the twenty to twenty five carries? Um, can Michael Carter get healthy? Give us a change of pace back there. Can Ty Johnson do some stuff? Can the offensive line move that defensive line? Keep control of the ball. Give Mike White opportunities to exploit a defense that's creeping up into the box to try to stop it. That seems mm-hmm. to be the place where we're going to have to be for this game. It doesn't feel like the run and gun fifty seven pass attempt kind of game unless we are wildly behind and have to have to go to that. But um, the game plan seems to be 
play really sound defense, run the ball. Mm-hmm. And get yep. rid of the, the, the third down uh, in the flat throw to Ty Johnson. It's oh, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's just 86 that out of the playbook. Right, yeah. Like, maybe, like maybe, double zero flour in your – In uh, my, my high-gluten bread in flour. In the hopper. <laughs> Fun time. Oh, man. All right, we'll let you go clean out your gluten-free whatever – gluten high gluten uh flour bin incident uh hope that hope that all gets sorted out quickly and uh everybody have a great week uh we will see you after the bills game uh go jets and uh, let's see what this team can do it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.